Mishnayomi, today we're continuing to learn Mesech, this Yavama's Perak Yud Gimel, Mishnah Yud Beis, and Mishnah Yud Gimel, and we're doing this before Shlema, Arya Menachem Moshe and Dina Tova, a chayal who was injured last week, who's making a remarkable recovery, still needs our tefillahs and our Talmud Torah, learning Torah. Says our Mishnah, Yavam Ketana Shabal Yavam Ketana, a underage boy, he has not reached 13, although we noted that when it comes to Yibam, when it comes to Yibam, even uh, the age of nine works, because that's considered Ra'i Labia, where one's able to have relations, or if one can have, it's halachically considered relations. So if he, a nine-year-old and above to 12 or to 13 does performs Yibam with a katana, with a also an underage girl, so they and they want to end the marriage, they can grow together as they remain married until they reach the age of 13, and then he can give a divorce. What if he, he um, does Yibam with a Gedola? She's an adult. He's a, he's a child. She should raise him. She doesn't actually have to raise him, but what it means is she has to wait for a get until he t- reaches the age of 13. Okay, what happens if the Yavam, the, the, the woman says, I want Chalitza, and the, and the Yavam, the boy says, or the band says, one minute, we already uh, we ready to perform Yibam. So is it too late? Says our Mishnah, who do we believe? Within 30 days of her moving in with him, she says, we never had relations, as in, we never performed Yibam. We force him to perform Chalitz with her, as in to say, uh, we want to free her, so, so that's what has to happen. But after 30 days, we request of him to perform Chalitz, we don't require it, because we can assume it was, if they live together for 30 days, then Yibam was performed. But if he agrees, they never actually did Then even after 12 months have passed, mean to say, once he agrees, and they both agree, and Yibam was never formed, so then still leaves to open the, open the option of Chalitza, and she says she wants it, we require and force him, coerce him, to perform the Chalitza. What if a woman says, I don't want to have any sort of hana, any benefit from my husband's brother? And she says this whilst her brother is still alive. We forced the Yavim to perform, perform Chalitza with her. Um, that is to say, because she can't have enough of him, she can't perform Yibam. And because we can assume when she, she, we don't know, she was mad at her brother-in-law at some point. She never in a million years thought it'd end up in a case of Yibam or Chalitza. She didn't have that in mind. Thus, although she can't have enough from him, um, we're not going to put her in the state of limbo where we're going to force the, the uh, brother to do Chalitza. If her husband dies, the first thing she does is she goes, I don't want to have any enough from my brother-in-law. Or mean to say she's trying to uh, uh, avoid a case of Yibam, so we're not going to force the brother-in-law then to do Chalitza. We can say, if you want to, you can do it. We're not going to penalize We're going to penalize her that because she took this vow, so now her it's contingent upon the brother-in-law if he wants to go through the embarrassment of the Chalitza. However, if the court can determine somehow that even within uh, the life of her husband, I don't know, her husband was very ill, and she says, I, I know what's going to happen. I see, I, I can see the uh, the future. I don't have any enough for my brother-in-law. Therefore, we, we penalize her and we only ask of the uh, brother to perform chalitza. We don't require him. We don't coerce him. We don't put him through that embarrassment. I wish you all a wonderful day.